Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Dope Black Podcast. Black British history is a key part of the thriving cultural hub that is the UK today. Yet this vital part of our country's story is little known. Now, more so than ever, there is a need to implement a curriculum that educates children on black British history and raises awareness of black issues and achievements. In doing so, students can benefit from a wider and more diverse curriculum. That quote is from Open Access Government. You're listening to the Dope Black Dads podcast. I'm Marcus Ramtahal, and today I'm joined by joined with sorry <laughs> Lavinia Stennett from the Black Curriculum. Lavinia is a writer, author, founder, and CEO of the Black Curriculum. She's written her first book, Omitted, due to be published in 2024. Um, she's graduated with a BA African Studies and Development from SOAS University in London in 2019. And Lavinia was inspired by her learning and experience in New Zealand to set up the Black Curriculum in 2019, aged 22. During university, Lavinia was engaged in student activism as the working class student officer and co-founded a society called Art and the African Mind, which aimed to promote and provide African-centred art and information as well as support for students. Continuing to engage in her love of writing, Lavinia published her dissertation, which won the inaugural Walter Rodney Prize and has written on social and cultural themes throughout the African diaspora for outlets including The Guardian, Black Ballad and Quartz Africa. Now, always when I introduce our esteemed guests, the the range and um, abilities is quite something. That is quite an introduction. Lavinia, welcome. Hey, thank you, Marcus. Um, Really excited to talk to you today. Yeah, we had a few technical issues before we started recording. I say a few, a lot lot. of technical (laughs) issues. But uh, we will we will uh, crack crack through it, and uh, yeah, really excited to have you on the podcast today. So I'm glad we managed to work through those those issues. Got so much to talk about in such little time. Um, So I'm going to start straight away um, by asking you. you know, how do we define black history? Black mm. British history, even, sorry. Black British history. Well, I think first and foremost, we have to start with history. Like, what is history? History um, is a collection of stories, um, intimate stories, um, experiences that, um, and also concepts that have passed through cultures, um, countries, 
uh, in the past and also now, because history is also alive. And also come to the understanding that history is not just one singular thing. Um, and everybody has contributed to history. So it's not just, you know, the most important people or, you know, yeah, a certain set of people that we want to see as uh, most important in history. So history to me is like a collection of stories um, and therefore it's plural, so it's histories. And then specifically for Black British histories, well, with the Black curriculum, my, and my personal definition is people of African descent. So it's looking at the histories of um, people of African descent and their contributions to the UK, uh, not only in the UK, but also outside of the UK, because we know that the UK has been out and about <laughs> uh, for hundreds of years. And also we have been out and about before the UK even stepped foot in our countries, right? So um, for me, it's the stories of people of African descent that go way back. And yeah, that's it. Amazing. Thank you. So it's really interesting kind of for me looking and researching into this topic, thinking about kind of the history that I learned at school. And I remember really specifically, um, you know, I'm, I'm British, born born in the UK, support England in the football every time that we play football. Um, and my my family, my Mauritian Seychellois cousins, they refer to me as the English cousin. And there's very yeah. much that kind of identity that you know, I am English, but I'm also black and I'm also African and I'm also from, you know, parts of Asia with my Indian heritage and, and parts of Africa. Um, and But to my family, I am very much English, whereas sometimes at home, <laughs> I'm not seen like that at all. Um, and I remember I must have been about 20, which is I feel is quite late for this to kind of really hit me. My cousin came over to the UK and we delight in kind of taking our families out and about and showing them the sights and the history and the culture. And I said to him, oh, you know, let's let's go to the Tower of London. Let's go look at the, the Crown Jewels. And he said to me, I'm not doing that. Um, and, and he was like, yeah, you know, that's that belongs to our ancestors. Why is it here? And it was the first time I was like, oh, yeah, I've, I've been taught part of my history as a British person that I should be really proud of, but an awful lot that that just kind of felt fallen by by the wayside. Um, mm. So how is it, how, sorry, how do you feel about kind of the way British history is, is taught in schools and particularly this this idea of, of schools whitewashing history? Definitely. Um, I think your cousin had the right idea, to be honest, because from my perspective and I think learning from the students as well that we are teaching and have gone through a lot of our programs today still are saying that the version of history that they're getting is very much disconnected from the today um, and so therefore you're learning about this past this very glorious triumphant very british very white past that's very disconnected from the society that we know today um, the people that we see here today and there's just not that understanding of what is like what has actually happened what's the truth here yeah? and um yeah, because there are so many narratives in our history books um, and also in the media that just showcase this very kind of one-sided, singular story of, um, and you know, sometimes there actually is, to their credit, uh, a move now to talk about colonization, but still it's, it's very much, oh yeah, that happened, you know, and some cultures benefited from that because they came here and then that's when we get into the wind rush narrative. 
and yeah that's the end of black history Woo. let's you know let's think about <laughs> let's think about something else and i think yeah because of the lack of nuance and uh lack of understanding of the, the stories and the histories that surround um the, the truth of british history there is these very short and often disingenuous um teachings in our books that don't really give us much context as to why um and how um because that's that's what's most important in history is the how and the why rather than the what we know what happened in 1492 we know what happened um at the beginning of the 18th century sorry the 17th century but in terms of actually thinking about how and why those are the stories that matter and um i think our books fail to kind of give us and with that kind of glaring gap, um, obviously, the, the work that the, the Black Curriculum is, is doing is, is trying to fill that gap. How are you going about doing that? Yeah. So our main mission is to empower students aged 3 to 25. And so quite a vast range of students there um, with a sense of identity and belonging. And we do that because we want to counter the US-centric narratives that are in the curriculum that take away that sense of belonging and identity, right? So we're trying to fill a gap. And one of the key ways we started off doing this work was in schools. Um, so our first kind of uh, sessions were held in um, secondary schools with students from year seven to year 10. And we were teaching them directly as an organization. And then the teachers came along and was like, actually, we need this too. Uh, where's our history? Where's our training? And so that kind of took us on the journey of training those the teachers. And the teachers have been the ones that I think have, um, for many years, been some of them been trying really hard to do this, but without the kind of support of policy from the, you know, the wider school body, but also the things the school systems, and then also the government. <laughs> there is that lack of, um, I guess, connection about why teachers should be learning this outside of Black Lives Matter. And when Black Lives Matter happened that year of 2020, that took us through a whole journey of not only doing things with students directly in schools, teachers, we were auditing curriculums. Uh, we still do that today. So a teacher would give us their curriculum and we just correct everything or suggesting for them to implement. Um, we also produce books. So my thing is that we can do a lot of work in schools, but there are still students that are not in schools. And there are students that are in schools that even if we come into your school and there's racist incidents in school, what meaning does us being there have to you? Um, if all your all your occupied thinking is the kind of experiences of racism, colorism, not being seen, exclusion, you know, all the things that we know children are going through in schools, we don't want to add to that. So we take ourselves outside of schools make sure as well that we're reaching young people directly through books, through social media, we have podcasts. Um, we have a really good podcast called The Sounds of Black Britain that was hosted um, well, by Julie Adenuga and had you know really esteemed guests on it as well. Great energy. And yeah, we've got books. So it's just making sure that there's resources inside um, the schools, but also outside the schools as well. So it's really interesting that you were talking about kind of teachers saying hey we need this too and researching for for this episode uh, i read an alarming statistic that one in four teachers believe that they're not confident enough to teach black british history 
That's quite something. Um, so are you finding that in your work? It sounds like you are. Yeah, we are, fine. we are finding it. But I think, okay, so I'll start with the fact that one in four teachers don't feel confident. They don't feel confident because they don't have the training. That's the first thing. When you go under your, undergo your uh, initial training as a teacher, there's no course, there's no uh, module in that to kind of give you a start, even a starter pack of the fundamental things one should know as a teacher, especially if you're going to be doing humanities or, you know, the history, unless you've got a personal interest in it or unless you studied it at university. So we've got teachers starting off at different levels. And then when you get into the school environment, if you're so uh, well-versed in this topic, you're often expected to be like the knowledge bearer or the person that's, you know, responsible for teaching other teachers on how to do this. And that's an added... Um, responsibility so what we often do see is that there's often one or two or three but a small majority of teachers who are very confident really well versed but the majority of teachers have not had that experience to actually undergo that training and learning and our work over the last three years has been about shaping their confidence around the language used um, and some material as well I think we need to do more because language you can learn to talk about race and still not do anything about it. And I think that's where our work is beginning to shape. Even though we've got into schools, our work now is beginning to shape around how do you transfer this into action and um, make the make the work happen not only in the classroom but also outside of that student experience. And are you finding that? You know, particularly there's so much pressure on on teachers and schools to deliver on various parts of the curriculum um, that there's a danger, perhaps, that this is a nice to have and an afterthought that if you can afford it or manage it in the the time that you have available, then yes, we should do this. Or is there a real kind of active? When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Push to say, do you know what? This is completely necessary, and we need to rethink how our curriculum is working. 
I think the fallacy of having uh, diversity and inclusion has made everyone, not just teachers, has made everyone believe that diversity and inclusion is a nice to have. It's an add-on. It's it's not something that is uh, needed to support the function of society. And amidst the strikes which we support with teachers, amidst um, COVID and all the challenges that happened over the last three years, which we saw, which we were working with, working through, supporting teachers with, it's even clearer why our work is needed. Because when there is a lack of resources in schools, the students that don't benefit from that are the students that need this work the most. So it goes hand in hand. We can't um, have it as a add-on <laughs> because when it's just an add-on, you don't get the investment that's needed for young people. Um, and also for teachers as well. Like I think this is, this is a life's work and we need teachers who are committed not only to the profession but also to the students as well so yeah for me this is yeah I, I, I think I've explained why but um, it, yeah it can't be an add-on it doesn't work when it is an add-on because it affects students even worse when it is done that way. Yeah 100% I was going to say to you I was going to ask you even um, kind of why is it important to di- diversify the curriculum if you're having a conversation with someone kind of trying to explain the that those reasons of of why it's important to to add that diversity to our curriculum, what you would um, what you would say to them? Um, so first of all, I think the main reason we started, which we'll never stop believing in, is the fact that when you don't have this information, students are put at a disadvantage in terms of learning about each other and the world, and we reproduce the same kind of dynamics that led us to this point. And so learning about black history, learning about history, period, is about giving students the kind of step forward to become active citizens. Um, And also for teachers, it's about supporting uh, the workforce to become a lot more um, supportive of students, but also of staff as well, so that we're alleviating the issues within the curriculum of Eurocentrism. When teachers are often in the workplace, we hear that there's not only dynamics with students, but there's dynamics between teachers, there's dynamics between senior leadership and teachers. A lot of these are also founded around the misconceptions that we have around race, around class, around gender. And I think the more that we learn and educate ourselves, we're actually creating a better you know, um, system for us to work in, even if the system isn't working properly, at least we you know we can operate on an equal-ish level um and then also i think like when there is uh more diverse i don't like the word diverse i don't like it but when there's more history <laughs> that's true we have the ability to um like tackle um social norms that actually are implemented through policy like this whole migration bill like uh wind rush scandal issues like you know shootings, Chris Calvert, like these things are happening on a daily basis and if we don't learn our history these things will continue to happen so if we want to sit back and allow them to happen then fine maybe that's not for you I don't so I think for us it's it's about producing a society where you know 
our history aligns with policy, it aligns with the social norms, and everyone is working together for a better society. So yeah, it's quite ooh, out there and quite big and quite grand, but that is that's the goal, right? We all want to get there, surely. Amazing. And I'm, I'm curious as well, because it's such a big goal and you talked about policy, we talked about, you know, some of the things we're seeing or have seen as well in recent history with the government. Um, and I'm curious, you know, if you've got, say, the black curriculum coming into a school because the school says, you know what, we need this. The teachers say we need this. The students say we need this. That's amazing. It's fantastic. What's it like at, say, the kind of higher governmental level where, you're trying to get policies implemented or make this more of a, a standardised part of, of national curriculum? Um, well, listeners can't see, but I just rolled my eyes. <laughs> because there isn't a lot of... Um, <laughs> there isn't a lot of impetus at the moment, or there hasn't been at least over the last three years where we've been asking and trying different forms for getting the government to support and implement this. Um, I think it will happen at one point but I think you know for now our work and the work of other organizations in this area should be just focused on making the impact directly with schools um directly with the young people um and yeah in 2020 we wrote to the government and they basically said to us no right not right now COVID is our priority and there's already enough examples in the curriculum that you know about black history and they pointed to literally Mary Seacole which has led to slave trade and yeah I can't remember the other example but again it just reinforced the point that there isn't enough and that's exactly the point we're trying to make and then recently they've created a model history working group model history curriculum working group that has no civil society organizations who are working on this issue so my question is how are you creating a model history curriculum if you're not modeling it based on people who are actually doing it so I, I i don't know what their plans are really or their intention is but um we're not gonna wait for them to approve what we're doing we're just gonna continue to do it and work with everyone as much as we can well it sounds like that's that's the way forward at the moment i'm curious as well um we talk about it's often on, on the podcast i've got mixed race children i've got a white wife um and we're we're still 15 years into our relationship talking about things that you know for want of a better phrase she took for granted until she you know she had a, a black boyfriend or husband mm. and now we're raising kids uh, in this environment do you have any uh kind of advice or resources for parents who may may be struggling with with talking to children about black curriculum especially if they're in a school that's not really addressing it beyond a few things during black history month yeah um so in terms of like parent resources um the black curriculum in the past what we've done is like parent forums and we'll for example work with a school where there's a parent forum in there we'll come and support the parents to learn about how they can support the work that's happening in the school but also outside of that and one thing is is that I really do believe that parent power is it's it's probably the most strongest power of a school if a parent decides to take their child out of school there's nothing the school can do um so I think as parents we I'm not a parent yet but we have the ability you guys have the ability to um really shape the discourse challenge um the governors and 
um, just get involved really in terms of what's what's happening in the education. Um, right now, I'd say that our focus has been more on students, but I've written a whole book. And I think, yeah, parents are going to love the book because it's about, it's, it's everything that we need in terms of advice of what to do. Um, and yeah, how to kind of build action posts, just learning about black history. Um, so yeah, my book is probably the best point of contact for that right now. And there's also other organizations, I'm sure, are doing a lot of work to support parents. Um, yeah. So I was going to, to wrap up talking about the book because I've had a glance on, on the Waterstones pre-order. Yeah. Uh, it looks incredibly exciting. I think that's a great opportunity. Please tell us more about your book. Yeah, oh, so I'm so happy because, um, yeah, the book to me is like a, a fusion of the last three years running the organisation, but also just of my life leading up to that point. And then also taking the stance of being forward looking to understand what else can be done um, around not only the issue of black histories uh, in the UK, but also outside of that, so that we are uh, connected. Um, I'm a Pan-Africanist. I do believe that we, yeah, we're stronger together. And I think this is the issue that we have at the moment is that we are separated by borders and different languages. But, you know, before that, there, we, we, yeah, we were separated into very different ways of being. And um, I'm not asking for us to go back, but it's actually taken elements of that past to be able to kind of go forward as a whole society that's white people that's black people um so yeah i'm excited because i think it's not only a rallying cry but it's actually pushing people into action um in specific areas that i think have been underlooked in black history for a reason so i touch on maybe four or five different themes and concepts that i think are really important for everybody to, to know and yeah work towards and work on and understand more about amazing and and i've uh, just i've made my pre-order this morning um, following the, the links in, in the research that our producers have put together i'm really excited to read it um it sounds incredible and it sounds incredible the work that the, the black curriculum is doing so uh just before we finish for our listeners if they want to learn more about you and the black curriculum where can they go and what should they look out for Okay, so for the Black Curriculum, you can go to the Black Curriculum's website, which is theblackcurriculum.com. And then you can also find the same URL on Instagram, not Twitter, Twitter's Curriculum Black for now. And where else are we on Facebook or on YouTube or on TikTok? Everything else is the Black Curriculum. And what you can expect to hear from us is details of our programs, of events, of opportunities to fundraise of new podcasts, new books, just anything that we're doing in schools, out of schools, just to stay updated and also to hear from our community as well. Because that's one of the things, it's like, whilst we're doing this work in schools, like, what's the impact? So this year, I'm so happy, thank the Lord, we have finally got an evaluator to um, go back to some of the schools we worked with and the young people to actually understand what the impact is because sometimes we get it like individually there may be students that reach out that say thank you so much I was on your program and it was amazing and I'm doing this and but we're trying to do more of that so I think in terms of if you want to stay if you want to stay updated in terms of the impact we've made then sign up for the newsletter which you can do if you go onto the website and then to stay updated with my journey the black curriculum um omitted 
um, and any of the other stuff that I do, you can just follow me on Instagram, which is a very long uh, way, uh, but it's Lavinia Stennett. And you can also go to my website, which is lavinia.stennett.co.uk. Amazing. So uh, we are out of time, unfortunately. We could, we could have gone on for, for a lot longer. I hope you come back when the book comes out uh, okay. next year. Uh, until then, thank you, Lavinia Stennett. Guys, you can pre-order uh, Omitted right now. It's due out next year. I highly recommend you pre-order it. I'm really, really looking forward to it. You've been listening to the Dope Black Dads podcast, and we'll see you next time. Dope Black Podcast. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 